Hello, and welcome to the Magic for Realists podcast. This is the 57th dose, and it's called The Truth is Sexy. My name is Lindsay Celeste, and I'm making this podcast because I want to tell you some things that have been helpful to me that I find kind of magical, kind of um, sparkly or interesting or amazing that kind of leave me with a sense of wonder in the real world, in the things that I can touch and do and feel in my human experience. I'm fascinated by the intersection of our emotional and spiritual well-being and the physical things we can do. So I talk about that on this podcast. And this particular one is because I've been thinking and noticing about this phenomena of telling the truth and how it is opening up possibilities and connection and just a sense of well-being. And it's sexy in the sense that it, it actually allows for this aliveness and um, sparkling, like, erotic connection with, not even with other people necessarily, but with a sense of, of life being alive and generative. And so I wanted to talk about that. And the thoughts for this episode um, kind of come from, or one of the main sources is a book by Stephen Herod Buher, Buner. I'm not sure I'm saying his name right. I'll put the title of the book in the show notes. Um, the book is called Insoling Language, and it's about writing. Uh, the subtitle is On the Art of Nonfiction and the Writer's Life, and it is perhaps the only book about writing I have ever read and it is phenomenal and it has deeply influenced my life. I found the book probably uh, six years ago maybe, five years ago. Uh, it's like water stained and underlined and yeah has deeply influenced how I write and also about how I live um, because he's talking a lot about what it means to to think and live as somebody who is a writer at heart and I would consider myself that if you've listened to this podcast you might not have read much of what I've written because <laughs> this is more spoken I've shared a few poems but uh, I'm working on a very long-standing writing project um, often in the evenings these days and so I've been thinking more about how I actually work as a writer what that craft is like and how I've changed over the years and this concept that I'm going to share with you is very central to that it's about telling the truth and I noticed that it is influencing how I relate to people and that it's helping and so I thought it would be useful to share with you so basically, uh, in this sense, I'm not worried about like, uh, this word truth kind of comes out like in, you know, newsfeed sense or like political senses. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the very like everyday sense of a feeling of whether something is like accurate and congruent, mostly to my internal experience. And, and in that sense, whether I'm telling the truth. And I'm noticing that by telling the truth, 
interesting opportunities present themselves. They wouldn't have if I hadn't told the truth. And I'm noticing that we we tell like not quite the truth really often. So for example, like somebody asks, how are you doing? And most of us lie at that point. It's just like part of the social contract. Uh, we also, one of the, the easiest ways for me to notice and practice this is in texts, in how I respond to texts, because I get a moment to look over what I've written and see whether I told the truth. Uh, so an example would be like, I might say, uh, I can't come over today, which is not true. I could come over today. The truth is something like, I don't want to come over today, or it doesn't work for me to come over today, or another day would be better for me, or I'd love to see you, but today's not great, or I'm really tired. Can we make it tomorrow? Like, those are all likely more true than I can't come over today. And I've noticed that if I tell the truth, I now, not necessarily like the elaborate spill my heart out every time truth, but like the moderated, uh, like well titrated amount of truth, but like not, not lying. I can't come over today is not true. Uh, another day would work better for me is true. Does that make sense? Like you can feel it. And I noticed that I, when I tell the truth, I feel more relaxed, more at ease, even if I'm saying something difficult, that there's kind of like this tension I have to hold in my body of not true and of like playing along to something that doesn't feel right, that doesn't feel good. And when I tell the truth, I relax, even if it's not a pleasant truth. This is similar to my episode a few weeks ago about status update, that I'm learning to tell what's going on, even if I don't have the conclusion. So a small little example of this recently, I'm exploring options of where to live in the fall, because I feel like it's probably going to be time to move out of my trailer house. And I don't know exactly to where or what's going on, but I'm sort of trying to sense my way into the next opportunity, which is kind of like employing this phenomena in a larger scale of like how to sense into what's true in the sense, like what, what is fitting and congruent with who I am and what's going on in my life and what I want. So that involves some exploration and, and like finding out things that feel like feel true or don't feel true. And I'm noticing that if I tell the truth along the way, then the path is kind of more laid out and it has some beautiful, unexpected little, um, uh, not blips, uh, like scenic, scenic, scenic stops along the way. So for example, I was looking at this vehicle for sale that I was considering whether I could convert into a camper. And 
I was quite excited about it a few days ago and I've learned to not act quickly on any of these things because I'm still in the exploration phase and I could end up regretting a decision if I make it too quickly. So one of the sort of base rules is like, go slow. And if I'm at all uncertain, just take it slow, explore. So I was sitting with this opportunity as I was hiking and came back thinking, oh, I'm not, I don't think it's quite right. Like there's some elements that are really enticing, but I don't think it's quite the right combination, but I don't really completely want, I don't know. Like I was just un, unsure. So I needed to get back to the person who was selling the vehicle. And so I thought, okay, well, I could just say the sort of typical, like, okay, like I, you know, I, I can't come see it, which is not true. I could come see it. The truth is, I'm just not sure what I'm up to. So I decided to text her that instead. I said, hey, I was thinking about this vehicle for a camper conversion, and I'm just not sure that's the route I want to take. That's what I said in the text, which led to like a whole texting conversation about you know, like what we're up to in life and, and, you know, our history and where we live (laughs) and like an interest in tarot cards and other artwork. Anyways, like it, it expanded the conversation and now we're going to meet up to look at my tarot cards. Like maybe this connection is not at all about buying a vehicle. Maybe it's about something else. I don't know. But the little element of telling the truth in a text is what expanded out those opportunities like I'm feeling a lot of those moments lately where I have a choice when somebody asks a question sometimes it's a stranger and I have a choice about how I respond and I it feels a little bit daring to tell the truth because sometimes it's not tidy or it's weird or it's like I don't think that my life combination of like living situation and desires and relationships and and work is something people are used to encountering. Like I have a a unique combination of all those going on. Um, But if I don't tell the truth, people can't know me. And if they actually learn the truth, they have the opportunity to actually relate to me. And that's feeling like quite rewarding. Uh, Okay, so I want to read you this part from Ensouling Language. He's talking about the craft of writing think you'll understand how it applies to a way of living. So he's talking about golden threads of kind of like inspiration and there's this feeling that accompanies the the noticing of a golden thread. And I've heard I've used this phrase before, if you might recognize. So golden threads touch all of us every day, but most often only artists and children take the time to follow them. The initial touch of a golden thread is always attended by a specific kind of feeling. Experience will bring trust in that touch and the feeling that accompanies it, familiar recognition at its emergence. And I, I can speak that that's true. Over time, I've become better at sensing that the golden thread of inspiration, possibility, truth, I can feel it in what I'm saying. I can feel it in an idea. 
I can feel it in meeting somebody like, ooh, there's something here. And the something here could be just a another moment of conversation or it could lead to a full-on friendship. I speak about that in a past episode called How We Met. I think it's number nine. It's way back at the beginning. Uh, so this has to do with, yeah, how to tell the truth. And... Uh, so that when there's kind of an incongruence in how a writer is describing something there it just there's a feeling like a twitchy feeling he he describes and then when it when it's true when the the description when the words when the sound the texture the tone of the words is congruent and true he writes, there's a feeling of rightness, a kind of yes occurs. In place of an uncomfortable feeling, there's instead a good one, a kind of internal joy or sense of rightness. This is a skill that every one of us uses every day, one way or another. We have an innate capacity to determine the congruency between two things by comparison. Some non-physical part of ourselves reaches out and feels for congruency and lets us know through a specific kind of feeling, if congruency exists or not. When a writer compares a written line to the experience the line is intended to describe, an identical process takes place. You write the line, then you touch it and compare it to the golden thread you are following. If it is not right, there is a sense of wrongness, an uncomfortable feeling. So you change the line. You feel into the meanings that are held in the words. You feel how the words sit with each other. You listen to and feel the sound patterns of each individual word and the sentences they create together. And you make slight adjustments, shifting meaning by altering the container. Micromolecular adjustments, the tiniest of shifts. Now how does it feel? If you are closer to congruency, the sense of wrongness lessens, the discomfort not so great. Yet you can still tell something is not quite right. So you adjust it again. Eventually, a sense of rightness occurs. A yes comes from the deep self. Ah, this one is done. Ah. <laughs> yes. So, can you feel how that's true in, not just if we're writing, but also in how we relate, in how we move, within ourselves, within our relationships, and in the world, that we can sense when something's off, when it's not true, when it doesn't quite line up. And I think a lot of our struggle, a lot of my struggle, is when I sense that something's not quite true, not quite lined up, and, and I don't say something, or I just go along with it. And that when I, when I speak up, even just to myself and say, ooh, this doesn't quite feel right, then that allows for the creativity of following that feeling and the golden thread to arrive at something that is more true. And this is sexy to me because at its best... Like sexy energy to me is like the 
the following of, of the truest spark. It's like, like BS is not sexy and real, real exposed vulnerability of delight is totally sexy. So you can't be, you can't be lying and be extremely sexy at the same time. And I don't even mean with words. I mean, you can, you can have a really sexy encounter with somebody who doesn't really know much about you. It's not about like necessarily having them know all the facts of your life, but there's a feeling of exposure. That's like, this is me. Here you go. This is true. And if you're faking something, you don't get, it doesn't get really sexy. And that this isn't just about like physically having sex with somebody. The feeling of like erotic, alive creativity, like that, the sexy creative power that makes life happen, that that happens where where it's true, where there's this golden feeling of, uh, <laughs> I'm struggling for the word, <laughs> like of yes, where there's a feeling of yes. And I'm, I'm noticing that attuning myself to that feeling, whether it's in like my appetite of what I feel like eating or my movements throughout the day of what what I'm up for participating in. If it's the the way I greet a client, if it's the way I compose a text, if it's the what I what I planned for my adventure. There's sense of being able to attune to that feeling of like yes or no and actually follow it. I have spent so long not not really listening to that feeling, like having a knowing of something that I didn't follow, that it gets kind of exhausting and confusing. And I feel like renewed permission, I don't know who's giving me the permission, probably myself, to, to admit when I know something and and then believe it. Like admit when I don't feel like, up for something or admit when I feel sad or admit when I feel angry and it may be out loud to the people involved or it may just be to myself to like chuckle in the mirror and go oh my god I'm angry I feel angry and then like it usually involves this sort of truth chuckle like like I just it's sort of like obvious and sometimes disturbing but also like relieving when I arrive at the truth of a matter I'm like I have this sort of like head tossed back like hand on my forehead like oh my god of course <laughs> of course and but I feel like the tr- the truth is so much more workable like now when you get to the truth then it's like it's not so confusing it's like it's just easier to work with, even if it's unpleasant. And I notice that this is happening in my, the craft of writing as I'm working on this years long story that when I can, it's like, I can see the scene in my head that I'm describing 
of characters that have revealed themselves to me. I don't know as I invented them. And it's a, there's a lot of words that aren't correct for something that happens. Like even the difference between to somebody like, if I'm writing dialogue, does somebody like reply? Do they say? Do they answer? Do they whisper? Do they shout? Do they respond? Like those each have a different feeling. And if I'm, if I'm patient and paying attention, I can tell which one it is. Like I, I write da 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 and he responded. And I'm like, no, he's not responding. Like that sounds too clinical. He's like gasping or he's whispering or he's trying. And then when I land on it, it does have a feeling of like, yeah, yeah, that's what's up. And that same muscle or like a attunement technology or skill, skill maybe. Um, that's the same one I'm using if if I'm planning to get together with somebody and something about the plan just doesn't, it sort of makes me like cringe a little bit. Even the tiniest of cringe, like, ugh, no. And then if I adjust something in the plan, like maybe it's time of day, maybe it's location, maybe it's like, I haven't made my intention clear. Maybe it's like, I need to eat something first. Maybe like there, there'll just be an adjustment and then, and then something inside me will relax. And I'm like, yes, okay, that feels good. And what I love about this is that it's a skill set that I can get better at. I have this thing posted on my bulletin board right now, just a little scrap off an envelope. And I wrote on it, this is something I can get better at. Because I'm so enjoying, I've talked about this before, about things that help in relationships. Because I'm fascinated by how to make them feel better and go smoother and be more sexy and alive and interesting and enlivening and loving. Uh, that there's something I can get better at. And so this skill of like telling the truth, of writing the truth, of living the truth, of relating in the truth, it's something I can get better at. Like I have gotten better at it. And I can keep getting better at it. So like, that's a relief. You know, like if it's, if it sucks, if I, if I, if I fuck it up and just like have a, you know, an encounter or a conversation or a day or a week or a year that's like, ooh, what the hell was that? It's something I can get better at. Yeah, it's something I can get better at. The, later on in this, a few pages over, um, Stephen, the author of this book, says, writing in this way means writing up to the standards of the truth receiver inside us. In many respects, it is the truth receiver that is most sensitive to the touch of golden threads. It is the truth receiver that catches our attention when a golden thread is encountered, and it is the truth receiver that insists we follow that thread and seek its origin, its home. Then when we write, we follow the truth receiver's lead its sense of rightness, and in doing so, we write morally. We work at the deepest levels possible to make the two things one, to make what we have written and the golden thread we are following the same thing. And I feel like that also applies to like the writing, the designing of a life. That we can 
we can follow that sense of rightness of and not not necessarily that anybody else is wrong but like there's a there's things that are fitting for us to do this fitting for me to do as a way to live and and there's ways that aren't fitting that don't suit my soul and and me and my place in the world and and there's ones that really do and sometimes I can only sense those by finding out the ones that don't fit be like oh god not this (laughs) not this I think that's like that's so much of growing up but that I guess I want this episode to be an encouragement to you that you have that ability to feel what's true to compose a text that's accurate and it may open up unexpected doors and you have the capacity in relationships to to feel when something's not quite true and even in its incompleteness to just speak up and say hey something something doesn't feel quite right here to me and within yourself to look in the mirror and just have a laugh about something that you've realized is true and on a large scale to design your life like where you live and how you work and how you make money and whether you have children and how you relate to your family and where in the world you live I think we have the capacity over time with support and a lot of time unhurried to discover that at least I'm noticing that that that's happening for me and it it feels like such a big like very long-term blessing like Mm -hmm. that this is not a a quick thing happening it's like moment by moment of truth discovery and it's like large swaths of life decisions yeah but it's the same skill and it's something we can get better at and when we tell the truth I think it's sexy I think it opens up possibilities for enlivening creative connection with ourselves and the world around us and each other and so I hope you have fun and are encouraged by trying that more thank you so much for listening and I love hearing from you guys I love knowing that you're listening what you enjoyed maybe what you'd like to ask me or hear more about so if you'd like to be in touch you can do so on Instagram at Magic for Realists or the website by the same name, magicforrealists.ca. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you soon. Bye for now.